that's just the moment that everything inside of you just kind of drops. Hi, my name is Daniel, and this is the Death of My Podcast, Episode 10. Thank you for everyone who's been listening. Um, What a cool opportunity this has been. I've been able to talk to, well, I've released 10, talk to a few few people. (laughs) I've been able to talk to a few people about grief and death and how we're doing, and I think it's been really fun. Um, Sad, but fun. So if you like what you've been listening to, you can follow us on the death of my on Instagram, the death of my podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any questions or want to share your story or just want to say hi, just slide into the old DMs or you could email us at podcast at the death of my dot com. Today I talked to my new friend Brittany who a couple years ago tragically lost her husband and we just talk about it and it was really 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 good so please enjoy this episode hi it's your dad just calling to say hi check it up and see how you're doing i hope all is well everything's pretty much the same here i'm doing okay i love you Hi. Who are you? What's your name? What's going on? All right. So my name is Brittany and I'm from Greenville, South Carolina, born and raised. Um, Grew up with my parents and my brother Taylor. And I come from a really tight knit family. Like we do everything together. Um, Both of my grandmothers live like less than five minutes away from me. (laughs) So we're pretty close out here, but, um, who died? My husband, Clay. How did it happen? (laughs) Um, well, it was February the 15th of 2016 and that was the day after valentine's um and valentine's day was like kind of our holiday i know a lot of people think it's super cheese ball but (laughs) what's our thing um so man the timing (laughs) sucked but um he left for work just like any other day and that evening, like when it was time for him to come home, um, he had reached out to me and said, like, don't go anywhere, the roads are terrible. Um, Cause we were starting to get some ice forming, which it was just this really freak ice storm that we had here. Like the temperature just dropped, circumstances were right and it happened. Um, so someone at my dad's work, um, was running to get a part and they had had a little bump up on the road. And so my dad had called Clay to see if he could go, you know, make sure everything was good. If he needed a ride, you know, give him a ride. And so to my knowledge, like that's what Clay was going to do was, you know, 
going to give him a ride, make sure things were fine. Hours kept passing. I was actually getting pretty irritated because I couldn't get a hold of him. And we had this app on our phone called Life360. So I could still see that he was like on the side of the highway. So in my mind, I was like, okay, they're waiting for a tow. They're talking to the officer, something is going down. And I was just at home like folding laundry and watch TV. <laughs> so I get this really loud knock on my door. And when I answered the door, it was the coroner and the associate pastor at our church. And that's just the moment that everything inside of you just kind of drops. It's almost like slow motion. I don't really know how else to describe it. Yeah, they told me um, that Clay didn't survive. Um, and basically what happened is, you know, the temperatures dropped, things got icy. Clay and the other person who uh, worked for my dad, they were kind of making their way back to the vehicle and someone was coming down the highway and they hit ice and lost control. Um, and they hit Clay, the other person, and sent them over, it's like the concrete wall. And um, so the other guy made a full recovery, which is amazing because it's my brother's best friend. So <laughs> I'm really glad that he's still here, but Clay um, fell and he took, I think the, the brunt of the hit. So they said he died almost instantly. How long have you guys been together? So we started dating in 2005, <laughs> like right before I turned 16. And we dated for a little over seven years and we got married in 2012. And so we had been married for almost four years. Clay was the kind of person that didn't matter what you did to him, the things you did wrong, he just always saw the best in people and you could call him and he would be there to help you. Like he just really was an amazing person. I know a lot of times people, you know, just kind of make someone sound amazing. Like when they pass away, even if they weren't that great. And, right. you know, in this case, he really was like an amazing human. And I think that's part of the thing that sucks. <laughs> I feel like I keep saying the word sucks, but it's really the only way I know to describe it is that I'm not the only one that lost him, you know, yeah. um, to my dad, like right-hand man at work. And that was kind of my dad's best friend and he viewed him as a son. So like my parents kind of like lost a kid, you know, his family, you know, that's their firstborn son, all of our friends family like everybody if you were to bring yourself back to that night when they came to the door and you said everything happened in slow motion do you remember exactly how you felt do you remember what you did next I remember like being really scared because I didn't know who was at my door at first so initially I was just scared and like my heart was just beating really fast but as soon as I opened the door, it was just 
it's almost numb. Like it's almost like you're watching a movie and you're, you're doing all the things you know that have to be done. Like in this moment, like as soon as that happened, you know, they needed someone to ID him and, you know, the storm had gotten worse. I know my parents didn't think it was the best idea, but I was like, we've got, we've got to go. Like, I've got to, I need to see him. Like, I'm not just going to sit at home because I will not sleep anyway. So, so you went down right then and there. Mm -hmm. Did your family meet you there? It was our associate pastor at the time. He called my parents. I'm glad I didn't have to make that phone call, but I did call Clay's parents and I told them and right when they were at my house telling me everything, my grandmother happened to call me. And so I told her what had happened as well. And those are definitely some cries that are just kind of burned in your mind. Are you still in the same house? Yes. How's that? It's good for me. Um, Cause to me, this is home. I will say that I have had a couple of people say to me, like, I don't know how you live there. <laughs> um, but to me, like this is home and I have my, my little dog, he's my buddy. So <laughs> he's still here with me. And I don't know, I never lived anywhere else except for home growing up with my parents. And I just commuted to college and then we got married right after college. And so I really went from home to being married to living with Clay. So it's just kind of home to me. And what was it like being at home, like that home, just you, those first few weeks? How did you keep telling yourself to keep going? I've been really blessed just to have an incredible family and friends and I feel like they didn't really let me walk through this alone, but I'm not going to lie. There was definitely some nights where you get triggered by something random. Like it might be something you see on TV, a song you hear that you forgot about from 10 years ago from when you guys were dating. It just takes you back to something you forgot about. People have told me many times, like time heals everything, time heals everything. And I have not found that to be the case. If anything, I've found that it's harder because, you know, like growing up with your cousins and your friends and you're seeing um, other people get married and their kids are growing up. Um, you know, Clay's, Clay's sister is about to have, you know, in the coming months, like her second baby. And it's just moments you wish that they were there for like so I I think that it gets harder with time <laughs> as more things happen yeah maybe that's really just kind of exposing how many expectations I had for my life mm -hmm. here's this life that Clay and I had and my life is supposed to go this way and we're going to do this and that and you know, have a dog, two kids, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
but the reality is that, you know, sometimes bad things happen and with the way everything happened, I do think that it was Clay's time. Um, he talked about dying early a lot, mm. which is not think. <laughs> what would he say? He would just say that he was ready to go home, you know, whenever God wanted to call him, that he was ready for heaven, like right then. And I would get agitated. I'd be like, yo, you don't like your life here on earth? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> he would definitely say a lot that he didn't feel like that he was going to grow old. Um, he always thought that he would die young. You mentioned that your cousins and your family were there for you when all this happened. What was it like when you told your friends in particular? I don't think anyone could really believe it because I had sent out a text. When I had texted one of my friends, um, I remember I had specifically texted Clay's gone. And she was like, what do you mean he's gone? Like she thought, I guess he's out of town. Like, what are you talking about? That was a lot of shock for sure. So we, we had always loved Bora Bora. <laughs> Clay had talked about a lot about maybe living there for a year and he was serious. <laughs> and my family thought that I had lost it, but I knew that he didn't want a gravestone. Like he was really specific with me about that. Um, and we both wanted to be cremated. And so I decided to spread his ashes in Bora Bora because that's where he went on our honeymoon. How are you with his family now? Do you still talk to them? Mm -hmm. Actually, um, his sister is, I think she may already be in town this weekend. So we're supposed to, um, they're having like a picnic grill out on Sunday. So I'm headed over there and mm. I'm sure his brother will be there too. So how does that make you feel? It feels good to be around them. Um, I don't know. I, this is a strange thing, but I feel like I've had, I've personally had a hard time like talking about Clay with my parents. Hmm. And I don't know if that's because they were around for so much of everything. I don't know. It's a really bizarre thing, but yeah. I have a harder time talking about Clay with my mom and dad. Do you shut down? Yeah, I feel like if it gets brought up, I, I either avoid that conversation or I would just want it to end. Yeah. Like as soon as it happens, which is strange because I'm, I'm closer to, you know, my family than Clay's family. I mean, we are close, but it's just really bizarre how that's just kind of flip-flopped. It's like, and I really have no reason for it. Like, I don't know why, but it, it does make me feel, I don't know if I would say closer to Clay, but I feel like my relationship with his family has gotten better since he's passed, which is odd too. So mm. not that we ever had a bad relationship. It's just, I don't know. I guess it makes you 
it's made me like really think about some things like does this really matter you know in the long run is this is this something that matters at what point did you do something with this stuff or is it all still there or his clothes and his toothbrush and that kind of stuff I think that it took me at least um, a year and a half to two years before I was even really ready to do that. So he has a younger brother and then I have a younger brother too. Um, So when that time finally like came around, like I gave a, a good bit of his stuff to them like you know his beanies and jackets you know things that aren't really gonna you know get jacked up over time they'll they'll last Mm. and then they just kind of took whatever else they wanted and from that I know I still have some of his stuff up in the attic like just some of his things that for whatever reason I just didn't want to get rid of I guess shirts that looked really good on him and Mm. you know random things so I definitely still have like several boxes of his stuff in the attic Um, but there was some friends of mine like knew of someone who was really in need of some clothes and they just happened to be kind of the same size as clay so I gave them a good bit of his clothes as well so I'm sure if he were here today, he'd be really upset with me for, <laughs> for having some of his stuff in the attic. <laughs> he probably would have wanted me to give it all away to Goodwill or somebody that could use it. I am a thousand percent sure of that. <laughs> so I'm probably doing something he wouldn't be thrilled about, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um, what was, I know you shared a bit about what he was like, but do you have, a favorite memory or a memory you can think of? I don't know that I have a favorite memory. Um, He was just always smiling and so happy and just making everybody laugh. So I don't know that I have like a super favorite one. Yeah. There's so many. Do you ever go through photos or watch old videos or read text messages? Um, so when I got a different phone, all that disappeared. It didn't transfer over. So really what I have on my phone kind of only goes back to, I think like late 2016. So everything that's on this phone now is either pictures that I've like screenshotted from social media. I do not have a lot of videos. This it's really something that I need to do because it is on like the old hard drive, like for our Windows computer, which I don't even have a monitor for right now. <laughs> so it's just gonna take some time to do and I just haven't taken the time to do that really. But um I have plenty of hard copy physical photos because my mom decided to clean out like all their photos and get everything digital. And so I was like, 
Uh, we can't shred those. They're coming to my house. Um, so I have a lot of like physical photos here. When do you think you started smiling again? This is going to sound so strange, but it was such a time of like deep sadness and sorrow. And that's still present, you know, on certain days. But even after it happened, you know, minus that first day, really, because that was just up all night, a million people in the house and a lot of things happening. But I feel like after the initial, I was still able to smile. Obviously not because he was gone, because that's heartbreaking. But I feel like because of who he was, it was like a way to honor him, you know? Like, he would still want me to be happy. So. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm trying not to cry. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. He just always found joy in life. And I feel like there's no better way to honor him than to try to try to find joy and to try to find something to smile about. How do you practically deal with your grief day in, day out? Truly, I feel like I kind of avoid things that I know would probably help me. Mm. I love music and I love singing and I feel like I avoid that more than I should just because it's kind of like a release. I have gone to counseling and it did take me a long time to find someone that I really connected with really well. Because it's, I mean, it's hard to talk about things with people and be honest. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm kind of on and off with counseling. So it's like, I'll, I'll go through a stint of going and then I won't go for a while and then I'll go again. Yeah. And I probably eat my feelings way too much. <laughs> but that's just the cold hard truth. <laughs> What's been going on the last four years? I feel like the past four years, I've, I've learned to try to be more careful with the things you say to people. And I will follow that up with, I have screwed up <laughs> a lot, but words can either, you know, give life to somebody or can, you know, be death. Yeah. And I don't know how else to expand on that, but sometimes I feel like it's better to say nothing at all like when people are going through a hard time. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, old me would have been like, oh, everything's going to be fine and things are going to be okay. You're going to make it through. Like, it's just a tough time. Like, bad things happen. Yeah. And I didn't want to hear that. Um, and I know people mean well and people love you and want to be there for you, but sometimes it's the last thing <laughs> yeah sometimes it's the last thing you want to hear and 
sometimes it's better to just say nothing at all and just be there. I feel like a lot of my friends and family would just come and like hang out. Like we wouldn't really have a conversation, but we might eat some food and we might watch a funny TV show. But sometimes that meant more than, you know, fluffy words. <laughs> I, I'm just so glad that you have people in your life that are there for you. Feel like I, when I when I talk to people about death and grief, the common another common theme is that people like I think the answer to getting through this is just community and sharing about how we're feeling, but also just surrounding yourself with people that care and love us. And I feel like that's where we find our healing. I don't know what are these nights like now four years later and you're at home with you and your pup is it are you able to get by day by day does he come up every day where where are you at I just imagine like I said I have this friend she's at home with her dogs she lost her husband a few years ago what are some things that you do, I don't know how I can word this properly, but so I know that she doesn't feel alone. What are these things or the things that you think about or things that you do? I feel like that it's not, it's not necessarily like a daily thing that I deal with. I feel like in my mind, like I know, and I definitely think about clay every day, like in my mind, Yeah. but it's not, it's not overwhelming thoughts anymore where that's all I think about or, you know, certain times of the year where it's our wedding anniversary or when we started dating or it's close to Valentine's day or it's the 15th. You know, those days I feel like are days that I usually am replaying everything. Like I didn't say accident, but I'm playing the accident in my head or, you know, I'm replaying the knock at the door. Like it took me a long time to get over knocks at the door. <laughs> um, because after all that happened, um, I was sleeping in more and sometimes my family would get worried and they would come knock on the door or something if they couldn't get a hold of me, um, which that's only natural for them, you know, because none of us could get a hold of Clay that night. So it's like this go-to thought like, oh, someone didn't respond to me. Something happened, something bad yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, so one time I got woke up like that and it just, I was crying. I was shaking all over. It was like it instantly took me back to that night. So I, I think I'm better about it now, but like for a couple of years, it was tough, but I don't know. I feel like me and Hilton, that's my dog. Um, we just have like a new routine. So you know, 
don't know. We just got our jam and that's the now. Um, but I'm not going to say that it was easy to get to that because, you know, unless Clay was working out of town, you know, you're used to having that person there every night. Yeah. So it is kind of odd when the house is quiet. Um, I'm really not sure what I would do if we didn't have a dog. Because <laughs> um, he keeps me a lot of company. He's your best bud. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I had never had a dog before, so I guess that's another special thing about him is like that was his first dog. So did you notice any changes in your dog? I think he definitely knew something was up for sure. And at that time I still had my old phone, so I would like play videos and stuff and he would get really pumped like when he would hear Clay's voice and he would run to the door because he would, I guess he thought maybe he was here or something. So he still knows. The 15th of February, Valentine's. When was your wedding anniversary? April 21st. And his birthday? November 8th. Do you do anything to celebrate these at all? Or do you just kind of want to get through them? So back in 2016, when it was his, you know, first birthday since, you know, he left us here, um, I just had a, a little get together with our families here at the house, my family and friends. And we did a butterfly release and had barbecue and had a birthday cake <laughs> like I don't know it was really it was beautiful like a friend of mine um just kind of like filmed filmed us hanging out and you know celebrating his life and that's a nice thing that I look back on I'm, it's on YouTube and so every now and then I'll just go watch it and it's just nice to see, you know, like Clay's family and my family and everybody's smiling, even though, you know, he's not here. So I think the first couple of years, like I kind of really made a strong effort to like have our families together. Um, Cause I felt like it was really important. Yeah. And it, it just felt good too, like to have our families together. But in the past couple of years, I've kind of like ran away and escaped. <laughs> if you could tell him one more thing, what would you tell him? Um, I think I would just tell him thank you. <laughs> because like, I don't know, I was so young and I had a lot of growing up to do and I still do. And like, you don't realize until, you know, somebody's not here, all the things they did for you. So, yeah, I think I would say thank you. and. 
just tell him that I love him one more time. Um, if someone's listening and they just lost their husband and they're like trying to just find something and they found this, what is something that you would want to share with them? I don't, I think that I would just say that it's okay to feel however you feel. This is a road that nobody would really choose, honestly. Like, I don't wish it on anyone, but I hope that like even in the darkness that you can still find beauty and you're gonna make mistakes. <laughs> it's definitely a learning experience and it's really tough, but um, I think the hardest part is letting people in. That's been the hardest for me. But if you do let people in and decide to talk about it and make the decision to move forward, it's just hard. And that doesn't mean you forget who you lost. Um, you always remember them and honor them and you know cherish those memories. But learning how to keep living is it's tough. Go easy on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to thank you for not only sharing with me, but with who's a stranger, but with whoever listens and wants to hear about grief and losing a spouse. And what you're doing is very brave. I think it could really help a lot of people. So thank you for doing this. For sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm still nervous about it, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. Bye. Bye. Hi. Hey. You're finally back. Welcome. Thank you. How was Colorado? It was good. What'd you Missed do? Missed ya. Missed ya. But now you're back. Yep. Now I'm here. Welcome. <laughs> What'd you think? so sad right like just putting myself in her shoes it makes me really sad but it was nice listening to her story because from my perspective i felt like she sounds like at peace now yeah. i'm sure that wasn't always the case obviously and it was a really hard long road but yeah. i i sense like peace from what she had to say and how she said it mm. um so that's cool yeah. And inspiring, I'd say. It's different when it, like, we're married. Yeah. They were married. Like, it's different when you can put yourself actually. And they, like, were together from being, like, really young. Yeah. And, like, growing so much together. Like and, us. Yeah. So, yeah. just, like, putting myself in that situation, like, can't even imagine. It's so, so crazy, too, how um, Clay would say, like, that he can't picture himself growing old. Like, that's so wild. I know. And, you know, I love, like, stuff like that, like, past lives and just, like, crazy stuff. And so yeah. It's just so crazy. Yeah. But I'm glad that Brittany has her dog, too. Yeah. Because dogs are the best. They really help. Yeah. They're the emotional support animal. Like, they actually help us. Totally. Like so, our pup. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's just so crazy. It's heavy, but it's 
It's good. I'm glad that she could talk about it. And this was your first time interviewing like someone you've never met before, right? Yeah. How well, was that? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, w- I don't think we even talk about in the episode how we met. I don't think so. Well, let me care sh- to explain. Yeah. <laughs> so, I work at a coffee shop, and. I was hosting grief groups at the coffee shop, so I made a little flyer and put it in the front and like, hey, anyone's welcome. And I think that was like February 15th or 16th. Um, and anywho, so she's from South Carolina, flies out here for like a conference, I think, and goes to some bum, meets some, someone over there, and I think they recommended coming to the coffee shop. Um, and then she comes in. I don't, she says we've, t- we talked, I don't quite remember, yeah. but that has nothing to do with the fact. It's like we did we did talk, but we didn't she talk was like about a customer. Yeah, to you. yeah, yeah. And and we didn't talk about the grief stuff, but she saw that flyer, took a photo of it. A few months later, messages me on Instagram, and we or I message her, or someone messages someone. <laughs> we make it happen, and then to come find out, she lost her husband, and I started doing this, and I think she caught wind of it. So then. Here we are. Fast forward, you know, it's been a few months and it's just so crazy. Like if I didn't put that flyer out, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had this conversation with her. It's like, is that serendipitous? I don't know. I Maybe. Don't know. Crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm just super grateful. I have a new friend to talk to about death stuff. You know? Yeah. And how brave of Brittany to like be willing to open up to totally. basically a stranger <laughs> yeah no for real yeah. and i thought she did great yeah for sure um i think for s- two people that i've never met before i feel like she was very vulnerable and open yeah and honest and i really appreciate that yeah me too so how are you doing i'm fine that's always your answer how are you really doing I am okay. Let's <laughs> let's dive deeper. Okay. What's going on this week inside of that crazy little brain of yours? Oh. Um uh, mum mum mum. Nothing. Nothing's going. It's just like I It's next week is will be the one year. Monday. Monday. Oh, in three days. Yeah. <laughs> in three days, it'll be one year. But what's hard is that, oh, wait, it's this Monday? Yeah. Oh, crap. I was going to release the other episode. We're here. I know. Just roll with it. Frick. I didn't even think of that. I got my dates wrong. It's Okay. Anywho, I'm doing okay. I think the one year's coming up in a couple of days, and June 1st is the day he died, but May 31st was the day where it was literally the worst day of my life. Was it one day before or two days? One day. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And so I feel like it's like a two-day sucky day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
the next episode that I'm releasing, I talked to a girl named Kasha who lost her dad the exact same day minded last year. And I feel like talking to her, you know, we message each other once every few days, once a week, whatever it is. And just being able to kind of share that exact same, hey, where are you at? Where are you at? Because we're literally on the exact same timeline. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I think it's to listen to. Yeah. I think it's pretty, pretty cool. You know how I said, like, Brittany, like, I sense peace from her. Like, yeah. do you feel peace yet? I think I'm getting there. I was thinking about that today. Maybe not peace, but thinking that, like, someone that we both know just lost their dad. Um, and I messaged her. Like, a, she, she lost him a couple of days ago. Anywho, and I messaged her. And w- when I was doing that, I was just thinking... People used to tell me all the time when he first said that, like, it gets better. Not gets better, it gets easier. And I never believed that. I never understood that. And I think it's different for everyone. But I I think where I am today as where I was, like, a year ago or, you know, whatever, I think it has gotten a little easier. I don't know if I'm at peace, but I feel like it's less of, like, every minute, every hour. So, like, easier means, like, you're not constantly, constantly, like, thinking about it? Or if I am. No, no, I am, but I don't think it's I'm as sad. Okay. I'm still, I feel like over the next few months now, I'm going to be turning to, like, the honoring part where, like, I just am more grateful for it, if that means Is that part of, like, a stage of grief, or is that just, like, your stage of grief? Just mine. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think that I'm going to be in this spot. At least that's where I feel like I am now is just, I mean, to be honest, this could all change tomorrow. Yeah, Who knows? For but sure. for, for the past few weeks, I feel like I've been okay. Yeah. Or a few days. That's good. Yeah. How was it like being alone? Well, you're gone I for the week. I wasn't here. Diego, our dog, wasn't that's here. That's right. I think I mentioned it in the last episode, though. About yeah, but you're just like, I'm okay. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, I went to my dad's yeah to have lunch to have lunch and that was nice but like how was it being home like oh it was okay i mean i just filled my time yeah you know so it wasn't like crazy yeah i was talking to another friend who she lost her mom a few years ago and she was saying during this quarantine time it's like it's hard because you really people if you're not at because i'm actively working yeah and she's working at home right but Mm -hmm. it gives you more time to sit and think yeah and you're not like going 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 yeah time kind of slows down that would jack me up i think yeah so i think i'm not avoiding it but i think at least just right now i'm in the stage where i'm just it's okay yeah you You love okay i know but i feel like that means a lot that's good like i'm not great i don't think i'll ever be great again i don't I'm not awful because I've been awful. Yeah. But I'm okay. Like, I feel like I've had high highs and low lows. Yeah. Like, in situations. So, I'm okay. Nice. For now. Nice. Yeah. I'm still just trying to figure out how to keep helping people. You're doing it. Well, no. But I just mean... our, Our... someone we have known for a long time 
father passed away, right? And it's like, okay, here I go. Like, do I even know what to say? And I'm just thinking, like, what do you say? And it's, like, so frustrating because I feel like I should know what to say. Yeah. But I don't. And I... Like, every situation is so different. Every person is so different. Like, I remember when this all happened last year and we found out your dad was basically dying and then found out that he died. Like, I just remember, like, thinking, hoping, and praying, like, just, like say the right things like be emotional when like i can yeah don't say sorry like i wanted to say sorry to you so badly but like i know like if that were to be said to me like i'd be pissed yeah so i just remember like i remember like in the beginning you were just like ball at like a moment's notice and then I would just like hug you during that to comfort you. And then I'd start crying, but I would just squeeze you tighter. And in my head, I would just be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So it's just like, it's so hard to like navigate to what to say and like when to be emotional and when to be strong, like as the person that someone is leaning on. Right. Cause like you don't, like there is, I feel like a lot of like stress or whatever, like to figure out what to do. Because yeah. you don't want to, like, offend anyone or make them mad. You just want to be there. But, like, how do you be there? I don't know. I know. And then uh, one minute, it's, like, the I could need you for one feeling. Yeah. And then for the other, I need you for the other. Yeah. Like, one minute you're crying. The next you're laughing. The next you're pissed. Like, there's just, like, a lot. Yeah. Well, you did a pretty good job. Yeah. I would agree. But it was hard. Yeah. Well, we're not out of the woodworks yet. No, but like when it first happened, like that's just like a whole nother. Yeah. Like being a spouse. I don't even think that was like the hardest part as being a spouse. It was just like navigating those emotions Hmm. and just like figuring out how to be there for you. Yeah. Sad. Well, that's all, folks. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Don't whisper. Oh, I always want to whisper. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.